Hi, you're listening or watching to the Hey Dudes Conversations podcast, episode number 16 of the Three Dudes in the House tonight are Greg Clark, Duncan Kenner, and Mark McCauley, and we'll be covering everything on football and boxing. Good evening, everybody out there in the big old crazy world of Red Devils and uh, Live Boards. But tonight, we have two dudes in the house for our Hair Dudes Conversations podcast, episode 16. The two dudes are myself, Greg Clark, and I've Duncan Kenna here. Unfortunately, all the other dudes are busy. I know Paul is working, Sean is working well. I'm not too sure about Sean. I think Sean could be in hiding because the hammers keep getting hammered. But we wait and see. And Mark said he's on a, he's traveling down to Northern Ireland. But uh, I think we'll go with Mark's prediction straight off. It'll be 4 0 to Liverpool because he said they were going to be, be Fulham 4 0 and it never happened. And then he said they were going to be Crystal Palace 4 0 and it never happened. So I'm hoping heart and heart would be the red devil here that it's not. So, Duncan, how are you? Well, you can't say you can't say that it's not going to be 4 0. It could be 4 5 0. But my guess is United won't win, won't lose this game. So they're either going to draw it. Or else they're going to win it. And they're going to come good at some stage. And they're going to up their game against um, against Liverpool. And Liverpool are a little bit hot and cold at the moment. So I, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I'd be putting it on probably a draw. But I think it will be a good game. I think it'll definitely be a good game. And I'd like to see United winning it. I'd like to see them coming back because it's a nightmare what they're doing. It's it's embarrassing to even look at them. They're such a great team of the uh even before, even before um uh, Ferguson even joined the club. United was always a great team, great football team. And just, uh just to jump in there. The reason we're doing this is basically for everybody that's listening to this on uh, this coming Friday. This is going out the eve of the Man United. Uh, it's been recorded the eve of the Man United Liverpool game. So we've already had an amazing weekend of football. Unfortunately for Duncan, let's talk about the Everton game. Points lost again. <clears throat> yeah, points lost. We only got a first, first. Uh, we only got a first game, and it's the same old story as it was in the first game against Chelsea. <coughs> we don't have a striker. And uh, but you can't say that we didn't uh we didn't play badly. Uh, I know Onana came on and he got booked fairly shortly after coming on and he's just trying to find his way. He I think he wants to run onto the pitch and make a massive impression instead of just cooling the beans and uh he should have been watching it from the sidelines and anyway, but you don't you don't go in there and it's hard enough for Everton to play without going down to to ten men. Not that we did go down to ten men, but we could have <clears throat> easily. But I think uh, I think the players that are on the pitch are playing the heart out. I think Iwobi, who we were always critical, everybody was critical about him. He has really, really come into his own. I I think personally. Um and uh, we have good things going on. And this week will tell a story. We need one, maybe two strikers, and I think um, we will get them this week. Possibly so that they'll be playing. Well, we're, running, we're all running out of time so because everybody is so looking for strikers. Cause even David Moyes was saying there yeah. yesterday he needs more, and we know we need more. I just, uh, our new Brazilian has just been on the screen behind me. I'm still on holidays here in Spain, so I'll be 
we'll be doing a short podcast tonight because all we need to get into a bar to try and find this match on. And because I'm in a predominantly German area, it'll yeah. probably be in German, German uh, lingo, which I'm not very well up on. But the other games, it's an awful pity Paul's not here because it's very few times we've ever had Paul riding high, uh, what, second in the I'll Premier tell you League? You know? <clears throat> I'm going to tell you, I just thought they were ridiculously good um, the other day. Like three, you, you can't even think when they're when they're two nil up. That's really great, but you think Chelsea's going to come back? But Chelsea had absolutely no answer for them, no answer at all. You could play another hour of that game; they were never coming back. I, in my opinion, they were never coming back. I just think Leeds were outrageous. <clears throat> they weren't dirty or anything like that. I thought they played really well, um, and I was delighted to see them win. I I backed them. You know, we're in the this little thing together that we pay 20 quid in for the year and it's only to have an interest in it but I put Leeds down to be in that game um, and uh, like there was great football on the weekend and you know you're going to jump to Newcastle like <clears throat> Newcastle more than Man City at one stage 3-1 and City came back in fairness to them that, but but um, God, Mikey, like it you just can't stay in Liverpool. If they don't win tonight, they draw. They're they're doing what Man City are doing, drawing the match kind of thing. Like so, I don't know. I I just see. I I bet for Newcastle as well. I find myself great that I can't. I can't make myself bet against the likes of Leeds. I was the same last year actually, even though they went right down the bottom. I find myself I can't bet against them. I'm not betting money up actually. There's, there's no money takes place, so it's only 20 quid a year kind of thing. But I find it hard to bet against these. I find it hard to bet against Newcastle. I always have to look at, say, Newcastle for a win and Newcastle for a draw. I don't know what team is going to beat them. I just feel that they're in the mode to win, the more games to win, like any team. Here's an interesting fact, right? Gary Neville has ranked up more points when he was a a disastrous management spell with Valencia than Steven Gerrard and Frank Lampard have clocked up so far this season. So there you go. Well, Maybe there's a, a job for Gary Neville. Maybe Gary Neville come in and manage face if it doesn't work out for Frank. Well, <clears throat> well I tell you something. I I I don't for, I don't fear for Frank really because everybody knows what's wrong. We need we need a striker, as do a lot of people. Strikers, but I think we'll get them. I think people can see what he's doing there. He didn't like what George Graham did years ago with um, with Arsenal. That's what he always does. He gets the goalkeeper in, he builds from the back, and he works his way up. And then he produces an amazing side. Like when he gets all that right. Like, oh, problem was, I said it on day one when I was at the, the Chelsea game, Chelsea couldn't score against us. We had brilliant defense. He couldn't score. They beat us 1 0 because they got a, a penalty that they shouldn't have got. One of our players uh, stood on somebody else. But in any way, um, I don't know who it was, actually, can't think. But I know who it was that did it. It was uh, uh, Corey. But um, we're, we're hard to score against. We are hard to score against. And I don't think we're going to lose matches when we do. 3-0, uh, 4-0. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. I think they're going to be one nils if, if we get beaten. And I think the fans can see that. The fans are applauding them off the pitch now, Greg. I know we have a, we got one there at the weekend. 
the 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 one all draw with Forest. But the fans are actually applauding him off the pitch. It's great stuff going on. Like the the footballs are great. Greg, there was a time I didn't watch Everton. I wouldn't watch anybody else. But to watch Newcastle playing, like it was a fabulous, it was a fabulous city weekend. And if I look at yeah. players that have transferred, there was two players played for Chelsea yesterday. And they must be looking at going, Jesus, what did I move for? Because that young player, Cucurella, yeah. was playing for Brighton. And while yeah. he was getting tummed by Leeds, yeah. Brighton were down south, thumping West Ham, you know? Yeah. And it's it's just, yeah, and yeah. then you have Ster- right. Sterling. It's another team I find out. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Sterling looking and saying, Jesus, should have gone for the red of Arsenal? What have we gone <laughs> here for Chelsea for? Because they don't look too well. Yeah, I can see him playing for Arsenal too, by the way. Arsenal looks seriously good. And yeah, looks like looks like a player now that I don't know whether he was getting enough opportunities at Man City. And I think when you look at moving for the right reasons to get more playing time coming into the World Cup, you'd say, Yeah, you know what I mean? Um then we have well well, I don't know where go on. Go on. Well where sorry. You go ahead. Right, well, West Ham, I think, you know, we'll, we'll, if they don't get a win, a bit like ourselves, like, I honestly think United will come around. Now, if not tonight, this is a big challenge. All I asked at the beginning of the season when that manager took over is that the next time we play Liverpool or City, that coming to the 90 minutes, we're yeah. still in the game. Whether we're losing 1-0 or it's 1-0, but yeah. we're still in the game. That the game isn't over by half time. Now, yeah, absolutely. that was a shocker last week, yeah, yeah. as much as the week before was. But now I would feel coming into this game, yeah. has to has to be gelling at some stage. And to be honest with you, Crystal Palace yeah. could have could have nicked that game off Liverpool. So it's it's some humdinger of a game tonight because United to to go three games without a win, yeah. And for Liverpool, for United to win to go above yeah. them in the league, and neither team anywhere yeah. near the top. You know what I mean? So at the moment, yeah. if you take us six yeah, hair yeah, dudes, yeah. the only one riding high is Paul. Mm-hmm. Next to him is is Keith with Crystal Palace. Oh, and the rest of yeah. the rest of us are down the other end of the league. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's gonna be a really interesting season, I think. And I think there'll be a lot of chopping and changing yeah, at the top the, and the bottom. Yeah. It's definitely gonna be it's very exciting. Like it's really exciting. I can't wait till Saturday. I don't know whether we it was just because we were starved, but but uh, I just think it's, I think it's fantastic. I can't wait to see it. Looking at this match here now at the moment, uh, it's not on. It's uh, we have Keen, Keen here, uh, Neville, and uh, Jamie Carrico. and Keen looks like he could still do a job for United. I say he probably could, and Carrico looks amazing. Thing is, putting on a little bit of the uh, weight. I don't want to be talking like that because I'm putting on myself. But um, Neville puts on a little bit of weight. But and the telly makes you look fatter. But these guys look amazing. They look. Great, you're keen this there now. I can't think what you're saying. Wow. There's a lot of fans beside the pitch at the moment. I don't know what you can see. But, uh, I hope no, it's I, put I, off the game or there's no trouble. Well, it, be it, initially, game. when it said empty United, I was all for it because at the end of the day, I'd be Glazers out. I'd be anti the Glazers because when you see it all of the financial, yeah. they put nothing into the club other than extracted money. So people yeah. say, no, they've spent money. No, they spent the club's money. They haven't spent yeah. anything of their own. Haven't invested any of their own money, yeah. so I I'd be on mm. because of the mm. game it is, and because of what happened last year when it was suspended. I thought yeah. Mister Klopp was way out of line saying 
if there's trouble there tonight, give us three points if the game is suspended. Here's Mark in. So we have just about perfect time to bring him in. I hope you've been He wasn't going to let me hands. and you on, on our own, Greg. Oh, no. Mark we just... not going to let me and you on our own, Greg. <laughs> ridicule Liverpool. Oh, look at him. Look at him. I say he ran. I say he ran home. Ah, he, he ran home home from the north. Got the got the full manager's gear on this evening. We're 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 on it, children. We're on it. <laughs> I've, got the, I've, got now, a, I've got a sense of humor, Mark. Ah, that's right. <laughs> we 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 when we run out the win, we don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> well, 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 you had to have you had to have had a sense of humor against the last two games of Fulham and Crystal Palace because you went there to win them. Never worry about that. It's uh, it's 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 all season starting today. But would you be happy to take, if, as Mister Club said, if 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 the match was postponed tonight, would you be happy to take the three points? Do you think you should be taking the three points without a ball being kicked? Uh, well, to be quite honest with you, I I think if your if your club is in that disarray, why would you be adding to our fixture list when we're going to be playing in at least four different competitions? Why should we accommodate you people when you can't get your shit together? Sorry, but no. If if your companies, uh, if your if if the company who's running your can't operate in 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 an, an appropriate fashion, why should we um, give away anything when it's going to impede our very busy fixture list heading into uh, Champions League? Um, or is it, or is it not that he's only got two points out of six so far, and he'd he'd, take, he'd rather take the points anyway he can get them? Uh, no, it's it's got to do with the fixtures. He's already said how congested the Christmas period is, and basically, even now with the World Cup, how even more congested it's going to be. And yet, as far as the uh, the FA, well, the Football Association of England are concerned, uh, we we've always played um, we've always played football on uh, Stephen Boxing Day, Day. And, yeah, Stephen Day, basically midweek and New Year's Day. So why would we change now? But you see, the simple fact of the matter is the world has changed, the game has changed, the fixtures have changed, there's more going on. We played somewhere in the region of 68 games last year. You guys, I think, played, what, 38, 40 maybe? Yeah, but there, there was a time we used to be playing 68 and you were playing 24 because you got out of everything by Christmas. Sorry, I, I want to point this out. Um, Man United have never played 68 games. That's that's just a fact. Never. Oh, you, you looked that up, did you? Absolutely. Never. <laughs> he looked that up before he came on. He wasn't quoting that one off the cuff <laughs> because he has got so many predictions wrong, like four nil. Oh no, it's not gonna be four nil. No, it's gonna be four one. <laughs> you've got me. Until, you've got me until twenty eight, and then my. Oh yeah. Day, and we're off to the central. And I'm off. I'm off to a German pub because that's all there is around me at the moment. Oh, German will be a bit. Will you go out, Mark, and watch the game? Oh, God, yeah. We have a good group of us, uh, Liverpool fans. We go and watch the games. Very good. Where will you watch it? Gleason's in Boutherstown. We're turning the rugby pub into a football pub. Yeah, it's a, it's a rugby pub the, when the rugby's on. And then it's the show on that. They'll be probably used to wear Man United jerseys half them years ago when we were winning. And then they probably open up. They probably have a few Chelsea in that closet as well. And then you'll have a few Liverpool. You know, they'll be them kind of fellas that whoever's winning. No, not you saying know, you're not, Mark. I'm not saying you, but the type of people you know, that you know, who, you know who probably the biggest supporter group down there is? Yeah. And, and you know by their age, Leeds United fans. 
Ah, yeah, with Ace, they may have to. Jeez, there's a lot of fellas in their 80s down there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I spotted well, the kid with his jersey on him the other day, and I went, oh, God, love him. God, love him. <laughs> he's riding high now. He's riding high now. You know? I sent me two brothers. Every single, every, every single player that played for Leeds and played for Chelsea and played for Liverpool, more so than my own team at the time. But I, I but, just knew them and I knew the history. They were serious games. Leeds and Leeds and uh, Leeds and Chelsea were all a quick one between the three of us because I know we're on for a short time tonight. Would you change your predictions that you that you put in at the beginning of the season on who's going down? Yeah, I, I would well, probably, I, would. I would probably um, maybe take Southampton out and put Aston Villa in. Mm. Would you? I I would probably. I I'd, thought, I'd, I'd, the only one that I might. I'd, I'd probably take Forest Forest out and drop Bournemouth in. Bournemouth have been struggling big time and I didn't have them in the bottom three, you know. I said Forest as well, but you know what? Forest uh, are good at the moment and they're a very young team and they're very exciting to watch, but they have no depth. And as the season kicks in and as the injury... They have a seriously good goalkeeper. And a really good manager. We gave them. I can tell you now, now, Pope was probably the most outstanding goalkeeper I have seen in the last year in the EPL yesterday. He was he was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. I think he's great. I, I think he's a great keeper. I think the manager is great too. Considering, considering he didn't have us two centre halves on that he normally has, and he had a mix back four, I thought he did it absolutely well. Yeah. The only thing that worries me a little bit about fo- with football now is that if I look at my old club, and I'm hoping Eric Ten Hag turns it around and he's scouted him well. But then I look at Frank there, cut his teeth with Brentford, he's experienced in the Premier League, goes out and thumps up. And then you look at Eddie Howe, and you look at the, the like, and then they're looking at players that are in the Premier League, and you kind of go, why aren't they really? I go, okay, you've got the young lad from Fulham, still yet to see how, how he pans out. But every time I look at, we're looking at players in other countries, it's a nobody that. You know, I thought we would have raided Leicester. I thought they would have put a bit of pressure on Leicester to get one or two of their midfielders. But we always seem to be just looking abroad all the time. Well, the selling point, jerseys, that all it is, you know. I have to tell you, that Newcastle forward um, was just outstanding yesterday. Um, what was this? Linton? Uh, no, no, no. No. No, the other guy, Aaron, 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 Aaron something, wasn't it? No. No, I know who you're talking about. I know it's really mind at the moment because I should know him. He's he's injury prone for a good bit last season. He's only had to come back in. Um, and I have to say he was he was unbelievable. Maxima. And then Ma- no, Ma- Maxima. Uh, no, I'm talking about the centre for Maxima was torn and uh, Walker inside out. Oh, listen, and you by know? the way, and by the way, I'm gonna say this to you now. Stones should have walked yesterday. It was a clear cut penalty. Even even last night on match of the day, Shearer was you cannot climb up on top of a player going forward in the box. You cannot climb right. up on top of him with your hands mm-hmm. and put him to the ground. You just can't. It's a it's a yellow card and it's a penalty. It's as simple as that. The referee was fucking appalling yesterday. I mean, how did he actually even try to give Trippier a straight red? And then he had to fucking eat humble pie and actually go and look at it on the screen where Trippier actually clearly pulled his leg away just when there was about to be contact. 
and and the Bruin went down on the ground. You know, he got I've a got, yellow. He got a yellow. A funny feeling. I funny feel him tonight's match. Out end up with eleven on each side. Yeah, but stones. I think this so, is the most feisty so derby. That's how you yeah, do a derby. So, but. So, for, so for Stones penalty, um, uh, knocking a player on the ground, he should have got a yellow. And then the brutal um, uh, tackle that he had in the second half, where where the ref was, you know, literally as he saw the tackle coming in, had the car out in the air. That should have been him off. Stone should have been off. He's a donkey. So he did he take it back, Mark? Because he already booked him. No, he didn't even book him. Oh, he didn't even booked him the whole game. He gave Trippier a straight red, but that's but right. That's right. VAR said to him, "I think you've got it wrong," and he went. Oh, yeah. and then he had to go over to the sideline and watch it. Yeah. And when you watch yeah. slow mo over it, you see Trippier coming in and lifting his leg back from the tackle. So yeah. lifting his leg back from the tackle and the Bruin falling, <laughs> which basically mean there was no intended contact there. So he yeah. gave him a yellow. But you know yeah. what? I mean, the referee was appalling yesterday. He was appalling. Mm. Yeah, there's story. been a few, there's been a couple of dodgy refereeing decisions so far this season. I think he's an Australian referee. Australian? Yeah, I think he's an Australian referee. Now let's not mm. let's not get discriminative here because the American contingent yesterday in wrong. Leeds made a big difference. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but had that a- young lad, that young lad uh, that they signed for Leeds from the States looks like a real 100 100% player given his all. I thought that you know they, they seemed to have a great togetherness yesterday, Leeds in the team, even looking at them being afterwards being interviewed and that. You know, and you, can I come in there for a second, Mark? You, were you watching that bit with Clough going over to the lads at the side of the pitch? No, you weren't watching that. I don't know what's going on, what was going on. I'm sure well, it was all like that. Yeah, you no, know, he came up to talk to Carragher and Keane and um, uh, the other fella, Neville. But, uh, which you wouldn't normally do before a game, would you? No, oh, well, he, look, yes. I've seen them now. They've done, some, they done that in one of the matches there. I think it was Villa. I'm not sure. One of the early matches. And they were interviewing the player before it, when he was going out to do his warm-up. And I went, that's, that's wrong. You don't want to start doing that. Players should be in the zone, and you don't interview them before the game, like like as they're coming onto the pitch. And then he ended up, he went there when he didn't have a great game, they fell in anyway. But I just, I'm kind of not on for that, you know. What's your predictions, Gregor? I, yeah, as I said to coming into this, that all I wanted from Ten Hag this season is that coming into the last minutes of the game, we're in the game. So whether we're losing 1-0 or whether it's one all or a drop, but we're still in the game. Not like last year where it was over by halftime. Now, I know last week was it. I just think it was a freak result. If I, I don't think if the game had made them two howlers, it would have been a different game. I don't think Brentford, as the game went on, you know, yes. would have picked up a bit and he just lost their way. So I'm going to go with a 2-1 to United. Just that's me really? being, throwing me, me red passion in it, yeah. I say maybe 2 2. Draw. Yeah, actually, one of the pundits on the radio was saying 2 2 earlier. Yeah, Mark? Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go 3 1 or 4 1 for the pool. Right. Hmm. 
I hope you're wrong. <laughs> and if they, if it is, well, they're gonna they will have to do. It'll be one all on the ninetieth minute. You get three in the last five minutes. Some of the extra time in the games now, I, I find just it a bit it's odd. A good game. They're putting up the ball to go right, seven right. minutes. Where did they get seven minutes from? You know. So I don't know where they're stopping it from. You know what I mean? I will think it was probably at the game. Was it seven minutes for United? Yeah, I was delighted that Sean realised that Brighton weren't a pushover. And he hasn't come on here. And he saw me a bump stay with that boxer and that for you. <laughs> um, well, in all fairness, I, I you know, I've, Sean said your man was definitely going to win. And and I have to say, I would agree with him. He said he's going to knock him out. So I went with knockouts. That's what I went for. To be quite honest with you, I, 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 I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. You know I, I just felt AJ... Was the best he, he much improved from the first fight, but the whole carry on afterwards with the microphone. I kind of go, What the hell was going on there? You know what I mean? I know he went and then sympathizing with the fella one minute and throwing his belts on the ground in the next. So I just now I wasn't even getting any commentary, I was just watching this in a, in a pub with German commentary on. I hadn't got a clear what they were doing, you know. But it was just a strange one. But it's, I don't think, yeah, man won't fight in the tour time. I don't think he has to go out and fight somebody else, you know. But in fairness, Sean did say he'd win, and he did win, but I just thought it would be a knockout because he was so fully sure, put your money on this coming knockout. Here I am waiting for the big knockout. Didn't happen, you know? But uh, yeah. but, it was a knock, but it was a knockout yesterday, and anyway, after Hammer's ground, you know? So I, I, even Brighton's manager, look at him. How come nobody was in sniffing around him? I think the wheels have come off, Arsenal, to be honest with you. The Brighton manager, I yeah, thought he yeah. would have been... Yeah, not like I was always surprised, you know, he never looked at any of the, I suppose he just want the big name, don't he? And that's the Glazers for you. I think if their new investor comes in, if he can get us, get who stays out, which I think they will, Mark, they have to go. They won't hold on to a club. And at the moment, once they said they were selling that, that percentage, the share price went way up. And that's what they want, to get high up. And if your man come in now, the billionaire, and uh, throw us some of his 12 billion into it, well, then we could be back fighting and give the players he wants. But I don't want them just buying players for the sake of it, because that's a mistake we made. It's just buying players for the sake of it. And if you have to look at the smaller clubs there, the Brightons, the Brentfords, and the whole lot, and look at the players there, where are they finding them? It's a team. It's like that guy coming in from the States there with Leeds. Like, and none of the fans wanted him. I guarantee you now, they want them now. Because he's, he's been able to build a good team spirit there. And Bielsa was just an oddball. A nice man, maybe, and probably got them up there, but a little bit too controversial, you know? So it, you're not happy with Pep then, Mark? You've been very quiet on Pep. You didn't think he threw the Rattler out of Bramerall yesterday in that game, no? Uh, do you know what? No, I, 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 I said it in, in, in our first um, uh, podcast before the... Uh... Before I went and hauled East, well, the last one where we were talking about the uh, uh, EPL, and I still believe, I, I still believe we're going to give Man City a run for it, and I still believe Haaland will be found out. I, I he, he missed two sitters yesterday. He missed mm-hmm. a couple of sitters last week. Yes, he got a goal, but I have to say, I think, I think had Newcastle had their proper centre-halves on yesterday, I think they would have actually they would have muscled them out of the game. I, I actually think they, the, the 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 goal that he got he took it well, but to be quite honest with you, he was given way too much space. 
He was given way too much space. Proper center house would never have given him that amount, amount of space. Mm-hmm. And lineups have been given out for tonight. Right, so do you want the United lineup? Uh, I've just seen it. I've been looking yeah. at it. So he's dropped Maguire and he's dropped Ronaldo and he's Rashford up front. Looks, yeah. It looks like on the bench, is he? Looks like an attack inside. Yeah, but McTominay in the middle, I, I think, I, I don't know, I know Fred had a bit of a nightmare, but if the future's going to be Fred and um, his, his fellow countryman in the middle, then he should have played him tonight and given him a chance, you know? Unless McTominay's been told, this is your last chance, get out there and and do it, you know. And you, you have not major change there in your lineup, Mark. Have you? No. <clears throat> the only, the only thing um, uh, hasn't given this lineup yet, has it? Oh, Liverpool has yet. Yeah. I, I think the only, the only thing I would have done is probably played uh, Fabinho from the beginning. But by the looks of things, he wants to bring him on for the second half. Um. Mm. And other than that, I, I think by starting, I think by starting Milliner, let me just have a look and see again. I think by starting Milliner, I think he's going to bring Fabinho on for the second half, definitely. Yeah, well, I, I think the big Diaz is the biggest worry for me for, for Liverpool. By far the best player so far this season. Oh, absolutely. Unbelievable. <clears throat> like a serious fight. And how much did just pay for him, Mark? Oh, I think about 30,000 sterling. 30, no, 30,000, 30 million. Oh, sorry, 30 million, 30 million sterling. So it came and, and then you and you look at Darwin there and you'd say 80 million. Like players are like, it's like us with Anthony there now. Oh, yes, we want 80 million for him. It's not worth 80 million, but they go back to United and say, We give you 80 million. I know oh, we want 100 now. And now the player is throwing his rattler out of the pram because he wants to move. Yeah. Nunez's buyout clause was so. So, Liverpool, to be precise, Liverpool have paid, um, <clears throat> have paid sixty million euros for him. The add-ons, if they win Champions League and the the Premiership this year, the add-ons for this year will come up to just under another ten, and then there's add-ons going forward for another one or two years. So they've actually only paid 60 million euros up front. So mm. that's, that's what his release clause was. So these stories about we're coming back asking for more and all the rest is really not true. There, there was, I, I think most of the Portuguese clubs are, are, are a bit like Celtic in the sense that they bring these wonderful young players through and then they end up selling them to one of the bigger leagues. So it's a bit like Celtic. <clears throat> when when Van Dijk when Van Dijk came to uh, Liverpool, Celtic got another seven million for him because they had yeah. they had the they had the buy on clauses that that were attached to his transfers further down the line, and 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 I think that's what 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 smaller clubs are doing now. They're they're well, basically you, you did make do you still think Casemiro is past it? I think he's a thirty year old amount of money for a thirty year old. By a thirty-year-old player who doesn't have the engine of even Roy Keane at that age, I think is a huge amount of money. No, no. Well, we'll have to wait and see because the mate over here now that's when they're looking at a couple of the Spanish people asking, they, they they still think he had a job, you know. 
he could have stayed. But then, right, Madrid, you just have to look at look what they replaced him with young lads. You know what I mean? It's panic buying with United, and it's I'm just hoping it walk out for us. It is a panic buy. Listen, Man United, couldn't. Man United would have been better off un- unleashing their academy, mm. and teaching teaching their senior players fucking lessons. <laughs> exactly, exactly what we were doing over the FA Cups for the last couple of years. Throw the under twenties out, let them at them, get experience. If you're going to, Ferguson used to do that. If you're going to learn, Ferguson, yeah. Exactly. But Ferguson, Ferguson used to do that all the time. He used to frustrate the life of me that he'd, he'd be knocked out of the, the League Cup early because he threw on a gang young for us. Why did he want to leave? And then you realise, ah, you're resting players. But now, you try, you know, he'd throw that full squad out for them games because they just have to win something. You know? The other thing to it is, there's no way you can teach senior players a lesson uh, unless you don't play them. So if you you've got the screen, you've got the TV on in front of you there, Duncan. Is there nothing about the protest? Then it's going ahead like there's no, no hassle so far. No, I'm good. The one thing about the Man United protest, you're going to have a hardcore of five or six thousand people who are all from Manchester, and then you're going to have all the interlopers from all over the place. Going to see going to go to the game. So it's as simple as that. Well, not right. Say it again now. Paul, a friend of mine now, he's two season tickets. And that's what I said to him, what will you be doing? He says, Greg, it's your biggest, you know, your biggest opposition next to City. He said, the one you want to, you have to go in there and support the players. He said, there's another time to protest and there's other ways of doing it. But he said, for that game tonight, he says, those players need as many fans in that ground. And I went, yeah, you're right. But there, there is another back. No? If you want to get rid of the Glazers, there's only one way to do it. Stop buying your season tickets. Simple. Mm. Yeah, well, but then you put people buy them as investments back. They buy them to rent to let them out to other people. And now what the club have done is that you, you can buy a temporary membership, so you can transfer the name over and your ticket. I'm sure they've all done it now. It's a way. It's yeah. a loophole for fellas handing tickets around. You know what I mean? They're all doing that now. Actually, you know, it's all money at the end of the day. But when even when I'm listening to Gary Neville, though, saying oh, they need to invest in Old Trafford, it's falling asunder, and then they need to invest in the training. Oh, no, I looked at Barcelona, their play. <laughs> they haven't done all with their stadium. They're nothing with it. You know what I mean? So they, they, all these Spanish clubs don't throw buckets of money into the whole infrastructure and the whole lot. You know what I mean? So it, that's that's a load of shows, I think, at the end of the day. You want, an, you want an owner in there that's genuinely wants to put money into the club. And unfortunately, you, you're not a big fan of the, the Saudis and all that coming in. That article was very good this morning, Mark and the Guardian, actually. And I'd say the Man United fan had shared it on a thing earlier as well. But but the money coming in, as Gary, be careful the money and all these companies coming in from America now because they, they're only in it for the money. Literally in it. I have, I have no, money. Pro- I have no you know? problem with that. I have no problem with that, but I am I am anti-sports washing. I it is destroying my beloved golf game um, uh, with the Saudis coming in with the LAV. They're already trying to actually destroy everything that the PGA has set up. But you know what? PGA is fighting back and they're fighting back well. And they went to, they went to, to one of the highest courts in America last week and, and put the sword through a number of players who were looking to try and play in the FedEx Cup at the weekend there. So they, were, so they won that and they will continue to win court cases. Because do you know what? No judge in the land will basically turn, you know, say that, 
somebody has been denied a living having taken 20 or 30 million to go and play for the Saudis. No judge is going to turn around and say, you have a chance of winning 100,000 this week. So, you know, oh, oh, we're stopping you from earning that 100,000, even though you've just taken 25 million. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, simple. Yeah. Is, you know, and, and Newcastle, you know, fans don't care. But at the end of the day, it's an indictment of society to allow these rogue countries to come in and, and wash their human rights violations by basically buying sports clubs and buying sports people. And, and I'm sorry, I'm never going to change my mind on this. I'm ever going to change my mind on it. I think it's I think it's despicable. I think it's disgusting. I have no problem with a multi-billionaire buying a sports club. Once he doesn't basically kill people because they're gay, and he doesn't mm. kill people because he does they don't believe in what he believes in. I have no issue with billionaires buying clubs. No, no problem with billionaires buying trying to set up a golf tournament. I have a big problem with with with. Do you know it's an interesting? Well, actually, just listening to the radio there the other day, that and it made me think. Jesus, I could see Leicester plummeting down the leagues, unless because they were saying that that you know that the owner that was there died tragically in the helicopter crash. Yes. Now yeah. his son is now the new owner, but you'd wonder yeah. has the son got the same interest in the club? I don't think so. He's not, not spending. They're not spending the money. They, and I tell you, Brendan Rodgers is there with his hands are tied. There's no money being given to you. Use what you have. Um, I and, think, and, Greg, what's going to happen here is the son is going to happily go out and have a good time and spend the father's money. And I think Leicester will be up for sale in the next couple of years, if not next year. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope Greg comes Brendan in with his... <laughs> And, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you a story. I mean, it's, and, you know, uh, I was talking to a son of an owner of a sports club who said, I have absolutely no interest in, 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 in that club that my father owns. And to be quite honest with you, I know my brother does, and I know it's a vanity project for my dad. But if, if anything ever happened to him and it was up to me, I would have no interest in it. So, you know, that's that is a generation, you know. And that's it. And he'd probably open and say, well, look, my dad gave them their, their legacy. He gave them a champ, a champ uh, Premier League that they probably never would have got. And uh, it's time for me to survive on what, is, what he gave you. And maybe there is a fund, but you ain't getting any extra. And you all need that extra to compete at the top. So it is. God, I, the, the, loyalty, the loyalty there, Greg, was to the father. The loyalty yeah. was to the father. I remember. The, you know, billionaires buying clubs is one thing. But the billionaires that buy the clubs have to build it up to the point where it's it's an asset of much greater value than what they paid for. You know, in the case of the Glazers, for example, they basically no, well, they bought it on the cheap, and yeah. and and to be quite honest with you, I've had this conversation with you before, Greg. It is all Alex Ferguson's fault. He shouldn't have pissed off McManus and. Mm. and and the Kaiser, they would never, they would never have sold. Um, uh, J.P. McManus and Wagner and um, uh, what do you call him, Desmond, would never have sold Man United had Ferguson not tried to fuck them over. And that's the yeah. Well, that's, that's very interesting. 
No, but that, you say but what's happening? Oh no, that's that was on a podcast. The guy I watched, Sam, you know, it's people. He's very good, actually, and uh, he goes in the to depth, he, he, deep into it. You know what I mean? And that's why he said, "Look, tonight there is a protest." He said, "And if it gets anyway, we oil me out of there." Because he said, "I'm all for protesting, but you keep it. You do your marks. You say a bit, and that's it. Whether you go in the ground or when you don't go in the ground, that's up to you." But he said. The big issue is, although we're spending, they're spending money on players, that doesn't matter. We've done all that. It's They have to go. And even after tonight, they have to go. And I think the cracks are there now. They're starting to move it. They will go. If you can get, if you can get the, a, a big benefactor in, who, who is from the area, who was a boyhood United fan, and somebody said to me, well, why did they put in a bit for Chelsea? He lives in London and he goes to football. So he, he put in a bit there because he sees and take a holder at Chelsea. You know what I mean? So the man owns Nice, he owns the Sky Racing, he's big into sport, and that's the kind of investor hopefully we can get, you know? Absolutely, but, but I, I'm going to tell you now, the Glazers will not sell at a discounted rate. So it will be whether your, benef- your, your new benef- benefactor... Benefactor, yeah. Benefactor is, is prepared to stump up the money they're looking for. That's And, and by the way, they're going to be looking for about... Two million. Oh, easily, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, but it's worth it, Mark. For a man like that, it'd be worth it. Well, it's it's worth it if he can, if he turns it around, it'll be worth it. Well, I think you've a right manager in there that with with the support, and that's what every like people are already going. Oh, what did we get him? Like, oh no, the guy's the guy's the right man. You just have to stick with it. We might long end up in the mid table, and we might whatever. But you have to give them at least two or three seasons. And if you know you can do that, well, then maybe that's a sign for the rest of the clubs. That's You have to stick with the flow. If you're not getting relegated, if you're getting relegated, okay, then you're gone. But you can't be sacking managers after. Imagine the old, you know, you look at Frank Lampard lose another two games, will he get the sack? I don't think so, because I don't think Bill Kenroy is that type of a, 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 a well, director. Bill you Kenroy know what I mean? You know? But in any, in any way, leaving that aside, uh, they know what's wrong at they know what they need to do so they need to give them a chance kind of thing but I still don't think your guy your manager that you have is the manager to lead you into the winning, winning uh, trophies again <laughs> I don't think it's uh, I don't think he's the manager it's I early days it's early days or someone like that at the time the mistake, the mistake there is that he ended up with Ronaldo there and if people say why doesn't he just tell them tell Ronaldo fuck off forever because the Glazers own the club and they want the money and they want the jerseys so and, and he, he, the other side to this, Greg, you, you know, you can say what you want about Ronaldo, but had he not scored all the goals he scored last season, you would have been in a, a much more pitiful position than you ended up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's debatable. Want... It's the no, that's well, debatable, Mark. It's not debatable. It is a fact. No, it's, it's a fact. You know, it's a type. It's a type of play that you played for him, and that's not the way this manager wants to go. So we dropped him tonight. And to me, that's the way he has to. Nobody wants him. So if he gets a chance to come on, he has to prove his worth. He hasn't proved that oh, in the first I, I, I'd, say, I'd say PSG are going to step in for him. Yeah, because he'll sell more jerseys for them. Oh, and his fans. It's a no-brainer for them. Again, yeah. sports wash club. Yeah, yeah. But then Mbappe might not want them there, though. Ah, well, you know what? You look at the contract they've given him. He needs to make up his mind and come to Liverpool where he wants to be. <laughs> That's not going to happen. And on that note, we're going to say good night. Oh right? So, last word, Mark. 
you're giving you're giving it as a four or fucking five one. You think three one? Oh, three 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 one. Duncan. Uh, I think two two. Two all draw, and I'll go for. I'll be happy if it, if it's one all at ninety minutes, and if we lose two one, I'll, but I'd like us to win two one. So have a great evening, lads. I'll be back off for holidays for the next one. I hope it's a good and, game. Uh, it's it's been great chatting to you, and hopefully we can get the six of us back on soon. So take care, enjoy yourself, enjoy life, and get on with it. And uh, to everybody out there, if you're listening, um, please share, spread the word of the hair dudes. Uh, like, subscribe, support us. Uh, do whatever you're out because there's just a few crusty elders with an opinion, and that's it. And uh, if somebody wears a manager's uh, tracksuit top, because he's had to be running around the block there for the last half an hour. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's just off the golf course, actually. That's why he's got the big red sunny hair. Uh, and I was, in, I, was, I was in a beautiful place today, and I sent you a beautiful picture of three punks. And I said, you know, there's beauty in everything, and I never expected to see three punks walking down this street in, the, in a beautiful part of Spain. Paul didn't set me up for that when he told me to go and visit. And I thought, well, there you go. They're still alive and well. There are people who want originality. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll get some original football tonight. So take care, guys, until we meet again. Mind yourself. You've been watching and listening to the Herd News Conversation Podcast, episode number 16. If you got this far, we must be doing something right. So don't forget to like, share, give us a five-star review. Until the next time, take care and don't forget to please share the word of the Hairdo Conversations podcast. We want to make sure that we're doing this for the right reasons. So take care and mind yourself.